0: Support for this podcast is provided by Getaway. Getaway offers escapes to tiny cabins nestled in nature just two hours from Portland near Mount Adams. It's an experience that helps you slow down, disconnect from work and technology, and reconnect with yourself and others. Every cabin is dog-friendly and provides everything you need and nothing you don't. Take $20 off your first escape when you book with code EXECUTIVE at www.getaway.house. Support is also provided by Beat Check, a new podcast by The Oregonian. Join host Andrew Thien every week as he explores Oregon's biggest stories with the reporters that know them best. Subscribe to Beat Check wherever you get podcasts to hear the latest episodes. Hey everyone, you're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. I'm Dan Bruton, your host, and on today's episode is Tim Williams, the Executive Director for Oregon Film. Thanks for being on the podcast, Dan. Thanks very much for having me. It's great. Let's talk about um, the agency but uh, I wanna get into your background. Like, How did you sure. become the executive director of this and agency that you know a lot of folks may not know? Like about. everything else
1: in my life accidentally, I think it <laughs> okay. was. Uh, so Oregon Film is also known as the Governor's Office of Film and Television. It's been known as Oregon Film and Video Office. We go by Oregon Film and Media okay. sometimes. Um, we are an economic development agency or what's called a pseudo-public or a semi-autonomous uh, public agency. We're funded, actually, our office is funded through the lottery. Um, It comes through economic development funds that come through Business Oregon. We're four people, but we've been around for 51 years now. Mm -hmm. So it goes all the way back, I'm told, to Paint Your Wagon in Baker County uh, that Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood starred um, out in Baker County. um, Apparently, Governor McCall formed the office at that point to help them get permits to drive their trucks out there (laughs) at some point in time. So we've been around for a while. Uh, We are small, but we do a lot of work, you know, trying to promote the state. Uh, both internally and externally so there's a massive sort of animation community here there's a really big interactive community here and then we try to bring things in like grim and portlandia and shrill and trinkets and things like that yeah so tell me
0: a little bit more about when you do work with you know we'll we'll get into the companies that are here in the thriving industry around you know animation specifically when come you're trying to bring production here um do they reach out to you what are some of the things you're pitching to them or what goes all into that you know i don't know
1: So it's, you know, for many, many years, I was on the other side of this. I produced movies for probably, you know, the better part of 25 years of my life, but I did some theater work that interstitialed into that in London. But so, you know, the Canadian government sort of introduced incentives back in the sort of, I guess it was the late nineties and that kind of changed a lot of the games. Um... And I think prior to that, Oregon was a place where people would, there was a, there has always been an industry here. The industry Mm -hmm. actually goes back to 1908, I believe, Hmm. with a movie called The Fisherman's Bride that shot in Astoria. And there actually were, I believe, three different silent movie studios in Oregon before there were down in L.A. Okay. One of them I know was in Beaverton. So... It has had a very, very long history. And one of the other things we're doing as an office is trying to recognize that history by we're putting up physical signs around the state where people can go and visit iconic locations. So as a as a, as a state, we're very unique in that we have this long history of really kind of interesting projects, but we don't have a very loud horn uh, in the grand scheme of things because hmm. California is right below us right. and Seattle's right above us. And you know, we're kind of Oregon. We're mm-hmm. in between that. Um, So I spend a lot of time talking about why this state is different. And I wouldn't say it's a sales job. It's not. I don't mm. go out and actually recruit things into that. What I tend to do is I tend to listen to people who want to be here, okay. find out why they want to be here, find out the things they need for their project, and then say, well, it's a good fit or it's not a good fit.
0: Yeah.
1: And a lot of it has to do with our capacity It has to do with the capacity of our incentive program, which is actually somewhat moderate compared to places like Georgia and California and New York and even Washington, even though theirs is smaller. And the other thing has to do with how can I utilize what is coming in and what is already here to also market the state? So we work a lot with Travel Oregon as well to sort of say... What we have is a place where people come and they shoot Oregon for Oregon. You know, I I always challenge anybody is like, name me one film or TV series that shot Vancouver BC for Vancouver BC. You can't. It's always (laughs) playing New York, or it's playing San Francisco, or it's playing somewhere. It's it's even playing Portland many times. But we get the things here that wanna be Oregon for Oregon. So when we get a piece of product like Wild, for example, Mm -hmm. we're able to market the state through that product. And it's kind of free advertising, to be honest. Yes, we have, worked with them to get them here. And there has been crew working on it. So we, I look at all those things. I also look like, I also look at how, what people it's going to employ, how many of those people are going to be here. We're now at a stage where we can do four or five full blown crews at a, any given time. And anything coming up here can easily hire 96, 97% local actors really? and crew. Yeah. Okay. So we're kind of this, this kind of quiet, You know, quietly growing. It's been a very, very steady growth. It's been a very sticky growth, meaning um, a lot of complaints about places like Georgia and Louisiana, for example, are they have a very big incentive program. Many people have gone there and moved there just to work there. And if the incentive program ever went away, those people would leave. They'd go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. We have the opposite problem, to be honest. We have (laughs) many people who live here who don't work here. They go work somewhere else my wife being one of them actually, is. A, she produces a lot of TV and okay. she never shoots in Oregon. Huh. So we have the, this sort of stickiness where creatives wanna be here, even if they can't work here. So mm-hmm. the job I have is how can I keep growing it to keep those people here so that they can right. work here and how do I keep the growing workforce that we have at every level, you know, thing, people making $5,000 shorts yeah. all the way up to the $50 million TV series, right? How do we make sure that there's an opportunity for everybody at all of those levels? And how do we make sure all of those projects interact with each other mm-hmm. in a way that there's always opportunity out there, not to mention commercials and, and branded content and things like that that come into the mix as well. So it's a, it's a kind of an exciting, but always changing
0: landscape. A lot of moving pieces, right? And yeah, for sure. I mean, you mentioned Astoria. We could do a podcast just on all the movies that have been filmed in Astoria, right? Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, well, let's talk about some of the... We'll get into the economic impact. I think, you know, you and I chatted before this about some things I think would be interesting to businesses as far as, you know, tax rebates and things. Um, but just talk about the industry here. Uh, you know, there is that animation industry. What's the origin of that? Because it's pretty thriving here. So it
1: isn't? goes back all the way to... Um Mel Blanc, actually, hmm. you know, the guy who created Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And it goes back to like the 40s with animators, people like Bill Plimpton and and uh, and and Mel Blanc and people who were around in the original animation industries that were coming up in the 40s and 50s were coming out of Oregon for whatever reason. I, there are people who have theories there. There's Ann Richardson, who's done a sort of great deep dive into this, has lots of theories about it. But the real sort of source of what's going on right now goes to Will Vinton. And Will Vinton created... The California Raisins mm-hmm. uh, was sort of the biggest thing he did. He did it, several other things at that time. He won an Academy Award for a short film called Cl- Closed Mondays, okay. I believe in 1975. Um, he was a claymation stop motion person. Hmm. And so people started seeing this place as a place that was still doing you know, very artistic, very curated stop motion yeah. animation. That then grew itself into Wilventon Studios, which then eventually grew into Leica. Leica, as we know, has created the Box Trolls, Kubo, yeah. Coraline. Mm-hmm. Still in the stop-motion world, not Claymation anymore, but definitely with puppets mm-hmm. and, and now adding in CGI and different things like that. And now Leica is sort of onto their fifth movie, and there's several other things that have come off that workforce that have created Hinge Digital Somebody that used to be at at Leica, they do a lot of commercial work, but also they have a series called Toonami on Adult Swim now that they're doing. uh, How Special, they do both the Planters Peanuts people as well as the Mm -hmm. M&Ms, as well as TV and film as well. And Image Labs. So there's a a sort of very large animation community up here and it's a very specialized workforce. it, It is people who work very meticulously, who are people who are highly artistic and very, very creative. And any one of these feature films will take 300 to 400 people three years to create a feature film. Um, and to that end, there's two more feature films that are here now that are that are not like us. So we actually have become, I have no evidence for this whatsoever, <laughs> yeah, but I like, like to say theory, that, that we're, the, we're the largest stop motion industry outside of, I think, London. Like okay. LA has a few, London has Bristol and Bristol has Art of Entertainment who did Wallace and Gromit. Okay. So those are the sort of two stop motion centers in the world and Portland's one of them. Interesting. And so we have that history, but I'm
0: sure people have moved here to work on productions and Very just much so. fell in love with the city and- Very Stay so. here, right? So does
1: it have that ripple uh, effect? For sure. And that even happened on Grimm, for example. Yeah. When, you know, when Grimm came here seven, eight years ago, you know, it was the biggest thing that had been up here in a very long time. And a lot of those actors, when they were here, were buying houses and living here full time while they were acting. And there's a lot of crew that came up for that that still live here Stay and still here. work here. Um, yeah. So, again, it's that opposite effect of people like it here want to live here right you can go from here to work somewhere else if you want to yeah. or if we keep doing our job well enough there's enough here to keep you here hopefully we do this the latter and not the former but we'll see and so um how do the in- i don't know
0: how much you can share like you said georgia has a big incentive program how is that set and what are the factors that go into that i mean i'm sure there's some politics but i'm just curious about well the-
1: yes and no so yeah. it's a it's I always sort of equate it to a Groupon. I mean, ours works pretty easily. If you come into town and you spend a certain amount of money, um, only once you spend it and only after we verify it and only after we look at all your receipts do we give you a cash rebate. Mm -hmm. So if you come in and spend a dollar, we'll give you a dime back for spending that dollar basically. Mm -hmm. But we verify all the costs. So it's not like an upfront incentive where we're saying, please come, here's money. It's come, spend it we'll verify it and then we'll give you a rebate for being here. Got it. Ours comes out in the sort of 15 to 18% of what you spend here depending on what you are and how you're working and where you're working and what money is available. Yeah. Georgia is 30 uh, percent. California is 25 percent. New York is 25 percent. Um, but they slight. Every state is slightly different. So there's about 32, 33 states that have incentive programs now. Okay. And they are all completely different from each other. Hmm. Ours is really unique in that it's cash so that people. Uh, the example I always give is like in Georgia, if you go and you shoot a 10 million dollar movie, um, you'll finish, they'll give you a piece of paper that says, congratulations, Dan, you have $3 million off your Georgia state taxes, here's your certificate. <laughs> you don't have any Georgia state tax liability because you came from Portland, <laughs> right. so you have to sell that. Yeah. But you can't just go sell it to somebody, you have to hire a broker. So the mm-hmm. broker takes a percentage and then Coca-Cola will buy it from you, but they'll buy it from you at 89 cents on the dollar. Interesting. And then the broker will probably take four or 5% yeah. off. So suddenly you're looking at, you maybe get 80% in cash, probably three, four months after you've gotten that certificate. So you're looking at a cycle that co- that goes six, nine months before you actually wow. see your incentive. Here it's very different is we're a much lower percentage, but there's a one-stop audit that we do ourselves and okay. we verify and we work with the producers when we don't have the information or when we do, and then we cut a check and it okay. goes back to them. And I think what we're finding is with um, the sort of rise of streaming services is there's now a lot more mid-level production things that are going yeah. on. A lot of things are smaller budgets, more projects with smaller budgets. And we're actually a great home for that. Why so, is that?
0: Why?
1: Well, because, you know, the Marvel movies are gonna go to Georgia yeah. or they're gonna go to Vancouver because they're bigger cities and they have mm-hmm. bigger t- um, tax incentive program. Mm-hmm. We're getting this sort of, we get, I think I think in the fall we had four or five Netflix projects all at once. Really? I mean, I saw one or two, but I didn't realize. So two of our animation movies are Netflix. Okay. Trinkets was Netflix. There was a Netflix feature here as well. So that's four. Um, and then there was one that was talking to us. It may not have come, but but the what I, what I think that and they were all medium level things. They, yeah. These aren't massive things, nor are they tiny. But they're enough because we we do that really well. Like our crews are well suited mm-hmm. for getting a really good product out mm-hmm. of, I'd not say a low budget, but out of a modest budget. And I think places like you know, Netflix have recognized that and that the, the way in which the whole system works is very personal. The yeah. crews are really good. I, I can't even count the number of time people have saying, oh my God, we love working here. Yeah. The people are great. The support network is great. The businesses that support this industry are great. Shooting in Portland or anywhere else is great because people are very welcoming, mm-hmm. which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they're just dealing with us as an office, and we deal with Business Oregon and Department of Revenue, make sure everything's sort of above board. But mm-hmm. it's a very, very personable thing, and it's a very easy system to use. And that's why we keep having people come back. Yeah, you know it's streamlined. Think? Sounds like yeah, compared and to some and industries. we get they get really good product for not yeah. for for these budgets that they're just pushing down and down and down. Now there's a lot of sort of. Concern I have about how far down these get pushed and how small are these projects, and, and right. can we still get living wages and can we still get right. benefits? And I think we're okay now because yes is the answer to that. Okay. But with all this product that's being created by the streaming giants, mm-hmm. and now with even bigger giants getting in like mm-hmm. Disney Plus, mm-hmm. is that going to push? Is that gonna make more product for less money? And is that mm-hmm. gonna push the budgets down? I don't know. I don't way have a crystal to, ball. Yeah,
0: wait to see. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting time for that too. So, well, let's talk about a little bit. Just as you, you know, uh, folks, if they're listening to this, they work for a company or maybe own a company. You mentioned like a new program. Maybe it's not that new, but like kind of the the tax rebates, or I'm not sure what it is. But you it's, can not tell us, new. No, okay. it's not new. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> but I think people are seeing it as new. Mm-hmm. Um, so, going back to my Georgia example that I gave you is, you know, you get a certificate to write off your liability against a Georgia state tax return. Yeah but you have to monetize it. So you have to take it somewhere and monetize it. Okay. The way we do it is we pre-sell those for you. So we get we have the ability per statute from the uh, legislature to sell $14 million of state tax credits every year. Hmm. And we do that at auction. So you can go online and bid on as many $500 increments as you want. So if you bid on 10 $500 increments, you have a $5,000 tax credit and you can bid as low as 90% on that. So you can get that $5,000 tax credit for $4,500. Two good things about that. Number one is you're getting a 10 or 8 or 7% discount, depending on what you bid. Yeah. You're getting that immediately. So that's immediate money. And the second thing is, is your tax dollars are being directed directly to an industry. So all of that money goes to our work to sell organs right. to bring in product, all that stuff. So you're, you're directing your tax dollars right to where you want it to go rather than into the general fund. Yeah. Um, And that is, to me, sort of a very unique system. There are other states that have auctions and we actually have other auctions here in this state. But Mm -hmm. I don't know of any state that does their film incentives program like this, because what it does is it puts the onus on us to market what what we're doing Mm -hmm. to to sort of. Be responsive to how much we can raise through this thing. Right. But also to bring in a group of people that are interested in investing in an industry and in this kind of economic development and creating a creative industry, which I think is, I think that's good. I mean, I think it, I would love to have more, you know, confidence in my, in how this goes. And yeah. every year I sort of sweat <laughs> out the auction. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, um, it's a great way to sort of keep everything above board, but also keep it very dynamic and mm. how we're engaging the community. And so the reason why a lot of people don't know about it is it's been increasing over the course of time and okay. only just got to $14 million two years ago, but also it sold out all the time. Mm. And, um, there were some changes in the IRS tax laws that came from the tax Cup and cut and Cotton jaws act in 2017 yeah. that affected how these, uh, work in their federal return. I see. I see. And so for a long time there was that connection that was that was being utilized by a few people. With that IRS t- tax changes, we lowered the minimum bid from 95 to 90. Okay. So it is now much more advantageous uh, on your on your state taxes. Yeah. And I also believe that we've never really marketed to small businesses here in Oregon. And yeah. now with some new business taxes that are coming into play, mm-hmm. this may be a way for small biz- small and medium businesses to not only help economic development, but also get a small discount right. on their taxes going forward. interesting. And there's
0: a lot of transparency around that. And it's almost, I mean, it's a rebate, but it's almost they have a stake in the industry, too. I think yeah. that's yeah, cool I think about so. It. I
1: think we get some people that that really like that they're part of this and and that as a state, we're investing in it. But it's yeah. not crazy. Like we're a very yeah. modest program. yeah um, and what we get from that program, so you know, some numbers last biennium, or actually it was last, uh, it was 2017, 2018. We gave out about $20 million in tax incentives All the, when you put all the programs okay. together. And for that, we got about $200 million of direct spending. And this mm. isn't, you know, I know a lot of people know economic development and they know indirect and induced spending. And mm. if you put those two factors in, we're up around $1.4 billion. Right. But if, but for the 20 million we invest as incentive programs after things are spent, we're looking at $200 million being spent from that 20 and right. 5,000 jobs being impacted for it. So it's, and that's grown since 2005 when this was first introduced, when it was 200 jobs and about $5 million of yeah. spending. So wow. it's a, it's been a very, very steady and solid growth. And it's the reason why we now have four really great or four or five really great crews here. And it's spreading throughout the state. You know, right. We're starting to move things to different parts of the state um, because people are looking for new locations. And we're just an easy hub for that. So what are some of the other parts of the state that are? have interest or hot or, I mean, I grew up in Southern Oregon, so I don't
0: know. know, Well, we had
1: had two down there uh, in the last year. So one just came up that just went out over the summer called Phoenix, Oregon. Ironically, it was not shot in Phoenix. It it was shot in Klamath Falls. (laughs) Okay. Great great movie actually, great movie actually. (laughs) Um we had uh David Franco who's James Franco's brother he directed a movie that was shot entirely in Bandon. Um so they I shot the whole thing in I'm going to check that out. Yep, so they <laughs> were there all summer. Okay. Uh, we yeah. had this movie called Lean on Pete about 2 years ago go out to Burns for a couple of, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, we had Trinkets which is shooting right in, or just finished shooting in uh, in Portland and Netflix thing, they went out to the coast for the last day of, for the last episode of their series cool. as well. Okay, We had this pilot called Stadies from ABC that shot in Manzanita for a little mm-hmm. while. Yeah. Um, we've had some things down in um, Ashland for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sort of blanking on other things but that's oh, a lot had, yeah, yeah Vernonia's had a bunch of stuff weirdly enough in the last year hmm. Elkton down off of oh, uh, yeah. down yeah. below Eugene yeah. they, they've had something down there for wow. a while so and when
0: these productions come into these towns so you're talking like Bandin and Elkton these are really small towns yeah I mean they're really noticeable or, I, Yeah, I would think so, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: it's like, I'm well, what's told gone? it's so funny I, I'm told by the people in Burns <laughs> at, while they laugh about it is they actually closed down one of their bars because it got too busy they're like we, we can't <laughs> do this I'm sorry <laughs> (laughs) Bandon was great I I called them before that production went down there and it wasn't huge it was a it's an independent movie so it's not tiny but it wasn't huge and I called the chamber of commerce actually before they came down I said hey just a heads up you know these guys are coming to town and that can go to be honest one of two (laughs) ways they could either be like no way keep them away from us or oh yeah we get it The great thing about Bandon is they're sort of, give, because of all the the golf and the yeah, resorts and the dunes. Yeah. And yeah, they, tourism is a big thing for them. That's true. And they were there in slightly the off season. Okay. And they were like, fantastic. Tell them to give us a call. Yeah. And I think in the audit, I think they spent, what I found is well over $100,000 just in hotels down there. That's huge for there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you move something into an area like that, Mm. so, so, you know, for a lot of the spending here in Portland, it's, it, it, it's like an army comes into town Mm. as they come in and suddenly that army needs not only cameras and trucks and costumes, but it also needs food and it needs walkie talkies and it needs dry cleaning and it needs rental cars. And it really just, The the spending just fans out like a spider, right? And if you can move that into small communities, even on a just a temporary basis, they're not going to drive things in from the other city to get there. They're going to look for all that stuff locally. Yeah, and and that's what happens is they just the dollars sort of stay in that place if you can get them to go to that place. Mm -hmm. So we do spend a lot of time saying, hey yeah, you can base out of Portland, but hey, have you looked at this place over here and we can help you offset costs if you go to this place. Oh, that's awesome. So. I think that's great for
0: the state. And so a couple more questions, you know, Tim. So when you're, I'm sure, like you're going out to different events and conferences maybe around the country for the industry. Um, how is that, uh, since you've been doing it, like the view of Portland changed for the industry? You know, I mean, obviously we've had some more prof- like Portlandia and these things, but, um, you know, I don't know, I'm just
1: curious about it. It's really interesting, I have to say. Um, So when Portlandia wrapped up, and and it's funny, you you could go, again, you can go either way with Portlandia. (laughs) People love it. Yeah. People in Portland, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that Portlandia did for us as Portlandia is in its wake, because, you know, Portlandia and Grimm kind of landed around the same time. Mm -hmm. And boy, could there not be two more different productions. Mm. You know, Grimm did this thing where it got us into this sort of studio gate zeitgeist. So mm-hmm. NBC did Grimm. It was a really big TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my predecessors, both of my predecessors actually worked on getting it here. And okay. it was amazing that we got it. But it showed the that it showed NBC and therefore larger studios that we could do large scale production well. And that was really great. And we're still reaping the benefits of that. What Portlandia did was almost the opposite, is its first season was basically three people in a truck. And, okay, yeah. You know, Carrie and Fred <laughs> going around town. Um, but it went eight years. And what it did was it, it actually got us into the half-hour comedy world. Mm. And literally, I think, a month or two after Portlandia wrapped its last season, I got a call about American Vandal too. Mm-hmm. And American mm-hmm. Vandal was like, we really just want to be in the town that Portlandia was in. Like we <laughs> want to, we want that production sensibility. We want that look. We want that crew. And that led also to Shrill. That also led to uh, Trinkets. That led to um, Documentary Now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's a whole bunch that have come after that, that essentially are just in the wake of, Portlandia. Right. And what Portlandia was as a TV show. Yeah. However you feel about how it presented Portland or didn't present Portland's right. totally right. up to you and I respect <laughs> that. Yeah. But from an economic development point of view, it, it keeps delivering because it actually it set the tone for mm. Mm oh, you can get that out of that city. And I think on the back of that, you know, it's funny, people sort of say, oh, Portlandia did this and Portlandia did that. I'm like, to be honest, not that many people saw Portlandia. So (laughs) it didn't change things, but it got, it got kind of in the, you know, the zeitgeist of discussion. Yeah, I can see that. So I think it has, um, the things that have gone on here in the previous 10 years have absolutely affected the way Portland and Oregon is seen, not only from the people watching TV, but from the people making content. And I think mm-hmm. there's sort of this thing where people are like really excited and want to come back here. And they also don't want to tell anybody else because they're worried that too many people will right. come here. That's always and that's right. happening outside. Like that's happening in LA. They're like, yeah. I want to go back there, but I don't want to tell anybody. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So. <laughs>
0: uh, well I mean I'm just fascinated by the industry and it's cool to hear like the, the impact this had, not only in Portland, but you've mentioned these smaller cities around the state. So last question top two Oregon made
1: movies well this is controversial Um, (laughs) i I always go with stand by me (sighs) scott hey and i've seen it probably seven times now because we've done so many events around stand by yeah you know but then i started then and number two i get really torn because you have you have one flew the cuckoo's nest you have the goonies you have uh, animal house you have the general you have um god you have I mean, not that I love it, but you have Twilight, Mm -hmm. um, you have Point Break, you have, I mean, it's just, and, and as I mentioned earlier, we're in the midst now of recognizing these things across the state with, with signs that we're doing in conjunction with Travel Oregon and the Oregon. Like at the airport.
0: Yeah. We have the, we have the walkway in the
1: airport, which has 21 signs on it or 21 film posters. So, um, So, yeah, I always go stand by me because I remember when I saw it and I remember how much it affected my life Mm -hmm. when I saw it. And that to this day still sticks with me. I wasn't a Goonie. I loved the Goonies, but I wasn't a Goonie. But there are people who feel twice as strongly about the Goonies. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: uh, I got to go stand by me, too. Uh, I just have to slide Goonies in there. I didn't know about Point Break, but. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. They were out at uh, Indian Beach at Ecola Point for the, the final scene when they're arguing on the beach yeah, yeah. Uh, in the rain. Yeah. That's, that's Indian Beach. Oh, okay. When I they cut to the wave, that's Australia. Okay. But when yeah. they cut back to the beach, right. that's here. The rain was us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Tim, thanks for being on the podcast. It was really interesting. So, uh, you know, curious to see where the you know, industry goes. And it's great to hear it's growing. So, thanks again. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it.